Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way, because when we do, we see the undeniable evidence of His favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared to cry and shout some yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what He wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hi, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turned top 1% network marketer, turned living my best life, dream job as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is much like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and your heart set in sync with the Father so you can bloom into all He's created you to be? Then let's grow, girl. Hey, sister friend, welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where today we're talking about a topic that has consistently come up for so many women in the entrepreneurial space. And so I am hoping that this episode brings some hope and some strategies for those of you who really want to get your spouse on board with your business and to help them maybe not, you know, jump on board with you as, as, as much doing it with you, but that they encourage and support and they see where God has you and where you're headed. And, and again, maybe they don't even see all that, but, but they're supportive. Like, let's, let's just break it down to the fact that you want their support. You want their encouragement. You want their really, sometimes we want their approval. So, all that to say, having done network marketing and you know every business that I have done and and coaching, I have have consistently hear the lack of support from spouses. And I'm gonna be honest because you know I think oftentimes the best teachers are the ones who have gone through things. And really, my husband has always been from day one supportive. So if that is you, maybe this episode isn't for you. However, perhaps you can do a couple things. One, share this with a friend who is struggling, that this might give her some tips and some ideas and some things to pray on and and implement, Um, as well as maybe this is a simple reminder for you to, one, thank the Lord for your husband and the support that he gives you, and thank your hubby. I don't know, maybe you can come up with some uh, creative ways to thank your husband for being supportive, but I know that I am going to um, really let George know how grateful I am for him being supportive because he has been wonderful Uh, since day one when I told him that I was going to build a business from home and that started in the network marketing space. He was picking up slack around the house and giving me time to work on my business because I did have a full-time job and was a brand new mom and he really took over and would take our son and play with him and cook dinner. And he really was, we were team mates in the whole thing because of some of these things I'm going to share with you today. And I really believe that the way that I approached this early on really helped that because I painted a picture for him. But before we get into all of the tips, you know, I think that when a husband is not supportive, there are a number of reasons why. And before we talk about some of those potential reasons why, you know, I think that's what we do as 
well, I don't know, just people, but as women too, we try to analyze the situation and figure it out rather than simply asking. And so that is really my first tip that if you have a business and your husband hasn't been supportive and you don't really know why or you're assuming it's this reason, you're assuming it's that reason, I encourage you to to ask him. Let him share with you and 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 back up a sec. When you ask, don't ask from a frustrated place or from a place where you're ready for a negative answer, but more of a curiosity and a true trying to understand what is it about this that you don't feel is a good idea? Or, you know, can I, I, there's a lot of different ways to ask a question and that's, you know, there's a lot of different ways to say something, right? So maybe you know in the back of your head what you think it is. Maybe you even know why, but, but starting the conversation with him about it is one way to lead to changing and, and getting some more support because really, all relations, all relationships, whether they're friends or, you know, your significant other or children, everything comes down to communication. And I am maybe what I would consider an over-communicator, kind of funny, like doing a podcast, God has gifted me in speaking. So to me, this is like my thing is to communicate. So I don't really leave things hidden behind closed doors that I'm frustrated about, I pretty much, I bring them to the table and talk about it because I don't want to fester too much time on what what if and, 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 and make assumptions. I just, I want to know. Now, my husband is a little opposite, whereas, you know, he, nothing really seems to ruffle his feathers hardly ever at all. I've seen him angry to twice in my life. I mean, he, you could, I could tell when he gets a little frustrated, but really nothing really ruffles his feathers. So he'd rather just, he's even keel, just go with the flow. I am not that way. Um, but all that to say, you know, whatever the dynamics are in your relationship, communication is key. And so if you want more support from your spouse to get on board with your business, then first of all, open the door of communication that is not offensive, that is not not defensive, like you don't have to be on the defense, but really out of, out of a curious place, out of a very neutral place, ask him why he is, and maybe don't even ask it in a way of why are you not supportive, but ask what he thinks about the idea. Ask him, you know, what he, what his ideas are, what his thoughts are, and, and not even giving him a, a starting point of, you know, why don't you support me? But I'm sure you can think of some creative ways to not be defensive about it, but really open that door for communication so that he can share his thoughts and his opinions. Because that leads me into the next thing, you know, every person is coming to this from a different angle. Maybe your husband has very much an employee mindset that, you know, he, maybe his parents were taught you go to school, you get a job and you retire there for the rest of your life. And perhaps that's where God has him. And there's really, again, God has different plans for all of us. So there's nothing wrong with that. But when we only see our way as the only way, that's where we can get tripped up in life in general, because God's created all of us uniquely. We are his masterpiece, right? So for those who do think that going to school, getting a degree, and having a job where you retire there for the rest of your life, God will will do that with some people, but he won't do that with some other people. But if your husband 
thinks that that is the way, well, then he's not going to understand the entrepreneurial spirit because maybe he doesn't have that. Or maybe, maybe just maybe, I find that a lot of husbands really are not supportive, not because they think it's a stupid idea or a bad idea, but more or less to protect their wife. Isn't that really what husbands, you know, tend, we tend to think not to be all sexist and all, but like really the, the man is the protector, he's masculine, you know, so he's made to protect his, his woman, whether that's from emotional, uh, you know, failure or, or emotional trauma or financially getting yourself into a situation or whatever it is. But I think a lot of it is to protect you from disappointment is to protect your family from something again this is where maybe opening the door of communication to say what is it that you think could go really what is the worst thing that could happen if this bit this is a great question here you go what is the worst thing that could happen if this business failed and then perhaps ask him what is the best thing that could happen if this business thrived those are really good questions. I mean, I think that's a great thing. Write that down. Honey, babe, sweetie, whatever you call them. Like, can I would love to sit down and talk with you for a little bit about this thing that God has on my heart. Like, let's talk about what is the absolute worst. And I typically tell this to a lot of clients who are feeling paralyzed and they can't move forward for whatever reason. And that's what I say. Okay, what is the absolute worst thing that could happen? And they talk, we talk through that. And what happens is, you know, we talk about the worst thing that could happen and it's really not that bad. But then we talk about the best thing that could happen and it gets them excited again. Listen, mindset is crucial. And if your husband or you are operating in a negative mindset and focusing on what could go wrong, the possibilities of what could go right very quickly get pushed to the back. And oftentimes we don't even think about it. And so open the door of communication to instead of assuming he, you know, for whatever reason, doesn't want you to do this, ask him, right? You know, I think a lot of husbands also are, wired to think that they have to be the provider or that they should be the provider and perhaps there might be some masculinity things that they have again maybe it's a mindset thing that they are they were or are under the impression that the man is the provider financially and that the woman should not you know whether it's not make a certain amount again this is not my home but I have seen this a lot and it's almost as if the man doesn't want the woman to succeed more quote unquote I say succeed more because every every again if we're all walking in our calling then the financial aspect doesn't even matter there have been years in our marriage where George has made more money and there have been years that I have made more money for in fact my husband we retired him from the corporate world for three years where he was bringing in zero income and I will say this I do think it takes a strong man to to work with or or you know to support a ambitious woman because if they don't know who they are in Christ then there could be some insecurities that are brought to the surface in that again I wouldn't tell ask your husband are you insecure you know that's not what I'm saying but what I'm saying is open the doors of communication to really help understand what is it what is the actual thought 
that he has around you and your business. Because if you can get to the thought of what it is, that opens the door for you to actually talk about what is it that he's really actually worried about, okay? So that's number number one, is just ask. Like instead of assuming and thinking about it, ask. But number two, this is, and, and you know what? This should maybe have gone before number one because this is the number one thing. Pray that the Holy Spirit works in his heart. Not to convince him. Listen, I uh, recently had a discovery call with a a woman and 9 out of 10, actually I would say 10 out of 10 people say, you know, I'm going to talk with my husband and talk it over. And I could usually tell from all of my sales experience whether or not their husband's going to be supportive and say yes or whether they are not. And uh, they might they might come back and say, "Hey, my husband said no." Um, and you know, I'm always prepared for that. But I think a few things that I have learned over this is that we cannot control our husbands. You cannot control your husbands. And in fact, you're not even responsible for controlling him. And so recently, I was on a call, and you know, uh, one of the women said, uh, "You know, my husband's super supportive. He really encourages me and does what every you know. He really tells me to do whatever." She came back. She signed up. You know, she took the 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 VIP one on one coaching package, ready to go. Another one, same conversation toward the end, and I could kind of tell from her response that perhaps there were some hesitancies there, and that's okay. And she came back and said, "You know, I have to wait. No problem." In the meantime, I told her, pray that if you really feel like working with me, the Lord has given you permission to work with me and you know that that's the next step, then my encouragement to you is how can you be obedient and faithful in this season as you are waiting for the Lord to work in your husband's heart and prepare him for what's coming. Listen, delayed is not denied. And so I don't believe in, you know, talking our husbands into it or working on our husbands. Another one who uh, signed up for my Bloom Academy for God Size Dreamers, uh, which by the way, there are a few spots left. If you don't know your purpose and calling, this is an amazing eight-week experience, a program that, you know, I walk you through hand in hand really how to get closer to God in order to get closer to your purpose, because that's the reality. If you want to get closer to your purpose, you have to get closer to God. And that is what this eight week experience is all about. But anyways, uh, one of the women that, uh, she did end up joining, um, spoiler alert, but she was like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm still working on my husband. And I messaged her back and said, absolutely not. She's probably listening to this. I was like, nope, no, I don't want you to feel like you have to work on your husband. That is taking the job, that's taking over the Holy Spirit's job. So Holy Spirit, please prepare my husband's heart for this conversation. If you're getting ready to invest in a program or a coach or maybe a software or something that's going to cost you money, um, I encourage you to not feel like you are convincing your husband or working on your husband. No, we... We already know that if there's anything coming against God's plans for you, it is not that person. It's the enemy. And yes, could the enemy use our husband's lack of support, you know, to discourage us from moving into our calling? Yes, absolutely. And so um, also in that, you know, I'm not I'm not encouraging you to go against what your husband says or not to understand that your husband is and he should be the spiritual leader of your home. But truth is, not all husbands are. And even if they are a spiritual leader in your home, doesn't mean that the enemy can't use them in some capacity to to not support you and then to make you 
not fulfill your calling. So it is not your job to change your husband's mind, to work on your husband, to convince him of anything. That is Holy Spirit's job. And you can turn that job over to him and say, God, I trust you. And I trust that the Holy Spirit is going to work in my husband's heart and mind to prepare him for this conversation or to prepare his heart and soften his heart to see my passion and my my drive and, and my desire to follow this plan that the Lord has revealed to me. So pray that the Holy Spirit works on his heart and do that prior to that conversation of, hey, let's talk about what's the worst thing that could go wrong, what's the best thing that could go right, and let's get on a, the same page, which is going to lead into the next few tips that have something, again, that I implemented first thing early on that I really believe helped George continue to support me. Number one uh, in this is that, you know, I I talked to him. Again, communication is key, right? Um, some of us are blessed with that gift. Some of us are not. But still, it is key. Communication is key. And so as I was talking with him about my goals and my dreams, I was very aware of using language like we, our, us, rather than my, I, mine. Do you hear the difference? Even though this may be your calling, if you are married to your husband, you are one in God's eyes, right? And so whatever you do will impact your home. Whatever you do will most likely impact your marriage, whether it's because you have to travel or your financial situation, whatever. And, it, and I don't mean impact in just negative ways. I mean, it, it, it could impact in amazing, awesome ways. And so this isn't your calling. This isn't just your business, just your ministry. I want to encourage you to start using the language like our ministry. And perhaps you are the runner with it. But when your husband understands that this is something that, you know, even simply as, as his support alone impacts your ministry and your calling, he doesn't have to be doing the business with you to, in order for him to be considered an us, a we, or an our business, our ministry, we. So this is a game changer because your husband will start to see that he does have influence. He does have impact in this area. And while he might not be the one actually doing it, he feels part of it. In addition to the, you know, replacing the I with a us and, you know, we and my and all of those things. So when when I get wins in, in our business, see, I said our business, when I get wins in our business, because our business impacts our family, I'll share them with George and say, babe, guess what we did today? God brought on another client for us, you know? So that is, and depending on your business, um, you know, that'll sound a little bit different, but at the end of the day, when your husband understands that your success is your family's success, it changes something. So in addition to that, the, the we, the are, the us, I encourage you, and this would really be a great follow-up to the question of what's the, you know, the worst thing that could go wrong, what's the best thing that could go right, setting goals together with what is, let's, let's really hone in on the what is the, the thing that, what is the best possible outcome of this? Maybe it's getting out of debt. Maybe it's being able to send your kids to the private Christian school that you want to send them to. Maybe it's taking your family on a vacation that you pay cash for. Maybe it's, I don't know, buying your dream home. What is the goal? 
And they don't all have to be tied around financial goals, right? There can be other things. But as a couple, what are your goals for your family? Do you want to advance the kingdom together? Is that part of your family mission? I hope so. That's really all of us as disciples. And again, for those of you who don't have spouses, because I, I work with a lot of women who they're, they are the spiritual leader of their home and their husband isn't. Um, that's another thing that we can pray for. And that's another thing that is not your job to fix or to change, but it's the Holy Spirit's job to work in your husband's heart so that he does take that leadership role in your home from a spiritual perspective, which totally we can pray for that um, at the end. But setting goals together. So an example of this would be a vacation. You know, hey, babe, whenever I, um, you know, whenever, again, I did use I, whenever our business uh, brings in, you know, $5,000, what would you like to do with the the 2000 or you know after taxes after tithing after all the things that you should do like what would you like to do with with two thousand dollars like if, if i gave you um full reign to say this is what you would like to do with it is there anything that you would like to do go on vacation buy a grill i don't know whatever your husband likes but when you set goals together we've done vacations we've done debt we've done you know we've debt has been a really big one for us, which has been super fun. You can make a chart and put it on your fridge and color it in, or maybe it's, you know, you want to take your kids to a certain destination, the beach or wherever, put it on your fridge and have that daily reminder that this is what I'm working toward. And your support matters because it is encouraging me to get here so that we can get here together. So using the words I, you know, replacing I, my, you know, with the we, our, us, setting goals together, focusing on what is the best possible thing that could happen if this goes right. And if that's the case, then what kind of doors does that open up for us as a couple, us as a family, us as, you know, children of God who are here to increase the kingdom? Um, and a couple other tips that I find is, again, kind of going back to that assuming and trying to figure out like why your husband doesn't support you. Well, I find that sometimes what women do is they sign up for these businesses and they are really lacking confidence in themselves. And so they struggle with looking for support somewhere, which is why I believe a coach is crucial. Listen, your husband is your husband. Doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be your business coach or your business cheerleader or your major encourager and supporter and strategist. No, that's why you hire a coach so that you can complain up and build down. This is something I teach in leadership uh, trainings that I've done before that uh, sometimes leaders can tend to have this a little backwards, but as a true leader, and if God has called you to something, then you are the leader of whatever your business or ministry is, then I want to encourage you to complain up who is the person that's a few steps ahead of you that have, has already gone down the path that you've gone? I think a coach or a mentor or somebody that you can complain up to. And again, complaining in in from a really true like sense is is not truly just complaining, but it's it's trying to find a strategy for the problem, trying to find a solution for the problem. And that's what somebody complaining up which I mean complaining to the person that's ahead of you. Listen, if you're, especially if your husband is not entrepreneurial or he doesn't have a marketing background or he doesn't have 
you know, the same kind of a, ideas as you, well, one, when you share them with him, that'll be good. That'll introduce him to that idea. But two, if he's not ahead of you and he hasn't gone before you, then, then that would be like you complaining to somebody who doesn't, they've not even been down that road. Well, talk to somebody who has been in your shoes so that they can say, hey, I've been there too. Here are some tips or you know, here's some strategies or here's what worked for me. So complain up, complain to the person who has already been where you've been and build down. Share your successes with your hubby. Like sometimes I see that husbands don't support their spouses because not only, you know, maybe the protection, maybe the masculinity, maybe all those things, but because really I'm going to give you some tough love today. Sister, you have failed many times because you haven't, maybe been in God's align, you haven't been aligned with the Lord. Maybe it's because you made a decision too quickly and the Lord never really gave you permission, but you did it out of your own. I mean, listen, and I've done all these things, so I'm not judging from that, but I'm saying like, well, why didn't it thrive? Maybe you didn't actually show up and do what you were going to do. Like you knew you bought the course, but you never finished it. You knew all the answers, but you never did it. Fear got in the way. Again, why a coach can really help you. But I encourage you to share your successes with your spouse so that he sees the progress and sees what's happening and he sees the growth. And then you complain. And by complain, I mean share your struggles with somebody that's ahead of you that you can say, hey, help me. I need I need a solution. So complain up and build down. And then really tying to that confidence thing again, like if you are insecure in what you're doing and your and your husband is already a little bit leery of what you're doing and wants to protect you from being hurt and wants to, it would be so much easier for him to say, honey, like, do you really think this is it? But here's where I want to encourage you, sister, if God is calling you to this and you know that he has created you for this thing, then you need to find your confidence in Christ and your, you know, AKA God-fidence. Because this is not about you being ready for it and knowing all the things. No, because if that were the case, then you wouldn't need God for it. And then it wouldn't be a God-sized dream because God-sized dreams require a God-sized God. It requires God to partner with him. And if you don't need God in it and you feel like you're already qualified, you're already equipped, you already are ready to rock and roll, then I promise you that is not, it's it's not the God-sized dream. Because the God-sized dream keeps us humble and keeps us going back to God for more. I'm going to say it again. If you want to get closer to your purpose, you've got to get closer to God. And so in order for you to get the support that you are desiring, well, sometimes you're going to have to get that support from God first and being confident in who he has called you to be so that that as you walk in that identity, as you walk in that knowing God, listen, God, I don't know how you're going to do this with me. You feel like a Moses. Maybe you don't speak eloquently and you're, you're nervous, or maybe you're a Gideon and you're like, wait, I, me? Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not the one. You must have somebody, you must have the wrong person. Being confident in who God has created you to be will help you walk differently, will help you stand differently, will help you talk differently. And when you are that person in front of your spouse, I promise you, he's going to pick up different vibes from you and he's going to say, wow, okay, like he's going to see you differently. Because in the end of the day, if you don't believe in you, well, then why would your husband? And if you don't believe in what God has for you, 
then why would your husband? So the only thing that you control, friend, is yourself. So perhaps the lack of support from your husband is not so much about him as much as you think it's about him. Perhaps it's a little bit more about you and what God is trying to do in you. Because in order for God to do something through you, he needs to do something in you first, which is what Bloom Academy is all about. It is about doing the deep work in you, working with the Lord, growing in your intimacy with the Lord, specifically around your purpose and your calling and your identity and understanding who God has created you to be in order for you to walk that out, in order for you to stand tall and have a smile on your face and speak confidently Not because you know it all, but because you serve a God who does and you trust him and you are giving him your yes every single day. So again, maybe your spouse's support, again, maybe it's really not all about them. Maybe it's about God wanting to work in you what your husband can't give you better than what God can give you. And again, hallelujah, praise the Lord for supportive spouses, but... If you have God's support, if God is for you, who can be against you? So pray that the Lord continues to work in your husband's heart to help see the vision that the Lord has given you, to help see the passions and the desires and the the things that the Lord has put on your heart. Communication is key. So start the dialogue today. Ask your husband, you know, let's, can we talk about what absolutely could go wrong and let's really hash out. Could, is that the worst thing? And let's talk about the good stuff. Dream with your husband, start setting goals. Use we, use our, use us, pray for the Lord to work in his heart. You don't have to change him. The Lord will change him. Speak confidently about what God is calling you to do. Don't complain to your husband, share the good stuff that's happening. So that he is like, yes, I see this. And complain up, hire a coach, join the Bloom Academy, join, do something that you have a safe place to talk to the people who are already a few steps ahead of you, who have already been down that path, who can help you take one step forward. So Father God, I first and foremost want to thank you, Lord, for your support. Because God, if you are for us, who can be against us? For the woman who is hearing this, Lord, perhaps you are wanting to work in her first, in her mind, in her heart, to build her identity up in you, her confidence up in you, that you have created her as a masterpiece, as a one of a kind. And when she walks in that and owns that identity, that her husband will start to see, wow, she she's got it going on. Lord, I thank you for supportive spouses. God, I pray that we never take them for granted and that you continue to pour into our husbands so that they continue to encourage and support and motivate and are are, are there for us. God, as married couple, we know that we are one in your eyes. We are connected as one. What God has joined together, let no man separate. Father, I pray that we start using that language of us, our we, and that we see that the work that we do as women impacts our home it impacts our marriage it impacts our kids and so as a i and my business god that we start to see that this is actually an us and a we and an r and how we as a family are impacting the kingdom in an amazing way 
God, I pray for all men um, of the spouses that are, you know, listening to this, God, that that you really encourage. And I feel like there's such a calling for spiritual godly men and leaders of the home. God, I pray that you are equipping behind the scenes and you are preparing and doing things in our husbands that we don't see. And God, we thank you for that in advance. We thank you for the men taking the job of the spiritual leader in the home and really helping ultimately advance your kingdom together as a family. God, we thank you for the dreams that you have given us. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to invest in your dreams for us. And we are so excited and so expectant in what you are going to continue to do in this new year. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.